Welcome to Step Struggles. I'm your host, Brooke, and I'll be discussing common issues we face in blended families. All too often, step parents feel alone while navigating the tough times. My goal is to shine a light on these topics and perhaps provide a fresh perspective to those who are needing one. Let's discuss this week's struggle. Happy Friday. I am happy to be back talking. I've been working on putting together a program for stepmom. So I've been really thinking about this topic quite a bit. And I did a poll on Instagram or a question box, whatever. Um, And you guys answered. So I'm going to hit the top three things that make stepmoms feel uncomfortable and talk about that. Um, first of all, I'll just update you on the past week. We went away for our anniversary. Um, we've been married for seven years now and we went to Banff for our anniversary and my husband picked a really nice place to stay. There was a fireplace in the room. So a uh, wood burning fireplace. It was really nice. We went out for dinner both nights. We went and did some skiing at Lake Louise. It was really, really nice to just get away with him. This year has been a little chaotic in the beginning. So it was nice to just be able to get away, spend some time together. I feel like we haven't really got to hang out much, you know, with the kids and just all the chaos of working and flying back and forth for my dad and just all the things that have been going on. So it was nice to reconnect and get that time. And I know you guys all know how difficult it can be when there's kids around to get some one-on-one time with your man or your woman. So it was nice to do that. So we've been back for about a week now. We took the kids to um, Telespark, which is kind of like a science center because my two-year-old is just in love with the planets and the five-year-old loves to learn. So we went there. They did some playing. They got some huge ice cream cones and um, got to watch a little video on space. My stepdad came and they loved that. Um, they just adore being around him. So it was really nice. It was nice to get out and do something with them and get to do that. And then my husband is on spring break. He's a teacher. So he took the five-year-old skiing today. We had that, um, that extra lesson that my stepson didn't take at Christmas because he broke his wrist. So we, yeah, used it on him and he just loved it. He had so much fun. So I'm glad because the last time he went, he kind of was discouraged by it. So this lesson went really well. He did so well. He was skiing down the hill. So that was, that was all very good. So yeah, that's where we're at. That's what we've been up to. And I hope you guys have all had a good week and looking forward to Easter weekend. It's a long weekend in Canada. I'm not sure wherever you are, if it's a long weekend or not, but either way I get, I hope you get to enjoy some time with family and, and just get to relax a little. So today I am going to be talking a bit about the top three reasons that stepmoms feel uncomfortable according to the people who responded in on my Instagram and things that I just hear even in coaching calls. It it often comes back to a lot of the same stuff. Um, we all have so much in common that it's kind of wild sometimes some of the stuff that I hear and how similar everyone is to each other and the things that we go through. So just it's always comforting to know that you're not alone and that we are kind of all in this together, even if we don't get to know each other very well or get to talk. But yeah, definitely nice to have, have that connection with all of you. So, um, the first one I'm going to talk about is the, um, 
the bio mom used to live in your house. This one, I I don't personally relate because I, I know I just talked about how much we have in common, but I got a lot of people said this. So there's a lot of you that are going through this and I can def- definitely understand how uncomfortable that would be. My recommendations would be just to kind of shift your mindset around it because if you think of it as her house, it's always going to feel like her house. You know, there's people that have lived in most people's houses before and we don't think about them. We don't picture them in there. We don't put them in there. You know, if there's things that are reminding you of her, get rid of it. Change it. You know, I I don't recommend coming in right away and changing everything because the kids will think you're trying to erase their mom. But gradually make things yours and just start training your mind to not imagine her there or picture it as her house or, you know, yes, she lived there. She was also married to your husband. You don't picture her with him all the time, right? I hope so. It's just a place that she was, you know, she's been in a lot of places. If you go to the school, you're not going to be as overwhelmed by her have being been there before, right? I know it's different. I know I'm being a little extreme, but I think it's important to remind yourself that you in your mind are making it harder for yourself than it it could be if you worked on it, you know? So if you find yourself thinking about this was her house or something comes up that reminds you that it was her house. Okay, great. He was also her partner. That's changed now. Now it's your house. Now you're with him. This is your place. Make it your place and make it your place in your mind. And if you need to change things, then change things. If you need to tell yourself something, tell yourself that. If you find yourself thinking about it, journal about it or take a walk and think about it or call somebody who is going to be helpful to you to talk it through with instead of someone who just talks about how disgusting it is that it was her house and how much you guys don't like her and whatever because I know that can feel good in the moment and sometimes we all need to vent and just talk about that but long term it's not helping you get past it so I think yeah just try to change your mindset about the fact that she lived there and try to minimize those negative thoughts or you need to move You know, if it's really, really affecting you to a point where you don't ever see yourself getting past it and there's nothing left that you can do to try and change your mindset around it, then maybe you talk to your partner and you guys find a new place. Maybe that's something that needs to be done. I don't know. But I think working towards doing what's going to make you feel more comfortable is really important because you can't live every day thinking about her right? And if that's one of the things that makes you constantly have her on your mind and you just cannot get over it, you've tried everything to get past it, then you may have no other choice that but to come to that realization and discuss that with your partner. Um, so yeah, that is number one. These aren't actually in order, but that was one of the biggest responses that I got. Um, another, so we'll call this number two, is feeling pushed out or disrespected when your stepkids are around. A lot of stepmoms can feel like they're insignificant when their stepkids are there. And yeah, sure. Sometimes our stepkids aren't going to like us. That's fine. They don't have to like you. We come into this thinking that, you know, we're going to be this family and everything's going to be so cohesive and we're all going to get along and love each other like we are first families and we're just not. It's just not the way it is. So, What I want you to do is consider if you are 
truly being pushed out or truly being disrespected or if you're highly sensitive to the way they treat you or it's just not the way you thought it would be. I think so often we have this vision of how things are going to be and what it's going to look like and then we get into the situation and then it's not that way so we feel like they're doing something to um you know attack us or make us feel less than when really they're just being humans and having their own feelings and they're coming from their own place and you know you're coming into a position where their mom used to be there and there may be loyalty binds they may be sad. They may ha not have dealt with the separation, the divorce, whatever. And so they may be working through their own stuff. And you're just a reminder that their parents aren't getting back together. Um, or they may not be doing anything. You know, sometimes kids aren't really overly interested in grownups. And if you think back to your childhood, did you welcome every adult into your life with open arms and want to be around them and want to talk to them or whatever. No, probably not. So that could just be a normal age appropriate behavior that they're demonstrating and you're taking it personally because you think that you're supposed to be something different. So I think when we start adjusting the way we see what our role is or what our place in the family is, it starts to ease up on the expectation and then we're not left being hurt when we're not living up to the way we thought it was going to be. So consider that these kids are actually just children and they don't know you. So try and go back to the beginning and get to know them and, and, you know, take it one step at a time and don't expect to just jump in and all of a sudden be treated like you're their mom, you know? And if you're feeling pushed out because your partner's spending all this time paying attention to them, that's their kids. So, you don't want to fight against that because it's going to push you out further. It's going to make you feel more pushed out trying to make somebody choose you or their kids, even if that's not straight up what you're saying. But if you're feeling neglected because they're paying attention to their kids and you express that, then it can come across as you trying to compete with their children. And you never want to do that because you're never going to win. Because even if you do win, then your partner is not winning. So therefore, as a whole you are not winning. You don't want to put your partner in a position to do that. So when these things happen, we know what happens, what gets us upset, the way we're going to feel, how we're going to handle that. It's usually the same thing over and over and over. So think about what it is that is making you feel this way. Okay, so let's say the kids are going to come over and then they're going to be hugging their dad and then he's going to be paying attention or hugging their mom and she's going to be paying attention. My partner's going to be all engulfed in them. Nobody's going to talk to me. Nobody's going to look at me. Okay, great. This always happens when they get there. Okay, so they walk in the door. Hey, guys, then you go upstairs. You figure you plan something else for yourself to do during that time when you feel the most affected by the behavior and remove yourself from it. And then it actually makes you feel a like you don't have to suffer through that moment because you always just struggle through it until it's over and then you're left feeling so awkward and uncomfortable and hurt and let down and like you're just you were hoping it was going to be different this time and then it wasn't so it's upsetting and we do get our feelings hurt we're people right and so we do end up feeling upset and that's totally fair and totally normal but you need to control what you can control and so Figure out the times when it's the worst, when these things are happening, 
and decide for yourself that you're going to do something else and you're not going to see it as, okay, they're doing this to hurt me or they're pushing me out or they don't care about me or my partner's completely neglecting my feelings. And, you know, maybe your partner is just excited to see their kids or they're trying to keep everything you know, calm and together with their children and stressful for them too. And us putting them in the middle of it only makes it more stressful for them. And then it makes it more stressful for us. And then it just, you know, it gets worse. And then resentment builds on both sides. And this is what we don't want. So instead of trying to change the response or hoping for a different response, decide that you are going to respond differently and remove yourself from the situation. And then you know, come back after when everything's kind of different, you know, the dynamic has shifted, everybody's paying attention to their own stuff. And he is back in that way. This is just one example. There's I know there's so many different things that make us feel this way. But um, I would I would really explore why you feel like you're being pushed out or like they're disrespecting you and just kind of come to realize how accurate that is because we can build these things up in our own heads and I did it I'm not judging anybody and I get it I mean it's it is very easy to feel these things when we're coming in here so vulnerable right and so it's very easy for us to get hurt and that can make it feel bigger or we can our brains can make it something that it's maybe not, or maybe we can at least give the benefit of the doubt. And that can help you to feel better and adjust and everything feel easier. Hope that helped for, for that. Um, the third one is stepkids going back to bio mom and twisting things or her coming back and, you know, giving you an earful because of what you said to their kid and making it sound different. You know what? let her, let them, whatever. As long as you're not doing anything wrong, then she can go back and she she is going to say things about you if this is the type of woman she is, no matter what you do. So if she's coming back and saying things that are not true or not really the way it happened and it's all getting twisted and, and she's attacking you for things that weren't really said or, you know, the kids are twisting things to make them sound worse, Instead of trying to prevent that and then getting mad about it, just be you. Do your thing. You know, you don't need to worry about her opinions of you. And if she comes back and tells your partner, tell your partner you don't want to hear it. You don't want to know about it. And just respond to her with whatever you actually need to respond to. You do not need to defend yourself to that woman. And I know a lot of people are going to say, but I do. She's super high conflict and it just makes it so much worse and whatever. But you know what? If she's super high conflict, then she's high conflict anyways. So I think, you know, letting yourself just be you at least doesn't make you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm doing everything I can to make these kids comfortable or to not cause upset. And then it's still causing upset. Okay. So then at least you're not trying so hard not to cause the upset and then it does it anyways. And then you're just left being more frustrated, right? So I think backing away from trying to make everything right or doing everything to make bio mom not freak out, you can't control her. You're not going to be able to do what you're trying to do. You can't fix her reaction to you. If she doesn't like you and she doesn't, she just wants to cause conflict, she's going to find it no matter what you're doing. So stop worrying about it. If it's getting to you, then tell your partner you don't want to hear about it. 
if it's something that's escalating to court and whatever, let the lawyers deal with it because you know what? It's going to be what it's going to be no matter what. So I think worrying about your kids going back to their mom and talking about everything you did is more stressful than the kids actually going back to their mom. Because if you sit down and really think about the times that this came back to you, how much is it? Is it as much as you think it is? Or is you worrying that they're going to do that, taking up so much of your brain space that it feels like it's happening all the time when in reality it happened three months ago once or it happens once a week or one thing I do always comes back to me. Whatever it is, I'm sure it's not every little move you make and you're not going to be able to predict the one that goes back and becomes the huge problem. So learning to let go and learning to trust your stepkids because the more you try to filter yourself to them and the more you're trying to put on a show for their mother who's not even actually there but you're giving her enough credit that she might as well be because you're walking on eggshells trying to not cause the upset and not create the conflict when it's not you creating it anyways. You're giving her so much more control than she actually has. So just take a deep breath and think, okay, you know what? I'm going to trust the kids. They can feel if you're putting on a show. They can feel if you're distant from them and you're not trusting them. So put a little trust in them. You know, get to know them. Start bonding with them. You know, stop being so afraid of them because that's what, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I was terrified for the kids to go back and say things. And I spent so much energy just trying to make everything fun and happy and uplifting. And the kids went back and told their mom that all they did was scrub toilets. Not true. Not actually what happened. But kids are going to say to their parents or to their their other parent, especially if there's conflict, especially if they know that their other parent doesn't want to hear nice things about your house, they're going to come up with things to tell them because that's how they feel validated on the other side. And it's not their fault, right? They're just trying to build connection with their mom, right? Or their dad or whoever. And they're probably not going to come over to your house and be like, oh, my mom's the greatest and this and that. And, and if they do, then I feel that that is a very good sign that they trust you and that they feel comfortable enough to be open and honest with you. And if they're having to say negative things, it's because they feel like that's the only way they're going to get validation and that they don't want to hurt her. And that's, you know, it's sad for us, but it's sad for them too to feel like they can't actually share what's going on and and if they're happy or if they love you or if, you know, they'd like to be there because they don't want to hurt their mom, right? So I think letting go of that worry really helped me to actually connect with the kids and to feel more at home in my role and to feel like I have a place and that I'm not scared of her, right? And that actually started to develop more of a relationship between me and their mom because I was no longer trying to be something that I wasn't or something, you know, like I spent a lot of time trying to impress her really when it comes down to it because I didn't want her to hear anything bad about me. And one of the things that really made me realize is I, I used to get so upset because the kids would be sick. We'd find out they didn't go to school or they were sick like a week later. And I'm sitting here thinking like, you're their father and you deserve to know if the kids are sick. And I still believe that. However, 
I thought she was keeping it from us because she was being vindictive or she wasn't telling us everything because she feels like she's the mom and we don't deserve to know anything and whatever. And then I had my kids and I never wanted her to know if my kids were sick. And it occurred to me one day that I was doing that and trying to paint this picture of how like perfect everything is here. And I wasn't doing it to be vindictive. I wasn't doing it because I didn't feel she had a right to know. I was doing it because I wanted her to think I was the perfect mother. And I wanted her to think that everything in my house runs perfectly all the time and that we're like living in a fairy tale here. So I started telling her when my kids were sick or if something had gone wrong, one of them got hurt on my watch, something, just because that is real, right? We're all moms. None of us are perfect. And bad things happen when the kids are with us. And when we're constantly trying to be the perfect house or the fun house or the better house or you're trying to prove something, it's exhausting. It really is. And nobody's doing that to us but ourselves. So I think when I started giving her the benefit of the doubt, I was like, you know what? Maybe she wants us to think that she's the perfect mom. Maybe she's living trying to impress us. Maybe she's scared to tell us because we went through a core battle and we were you know, not on good terms for a long time. So she was probably afraid to tell us that things weren't perfect because then what if we tried to take the kids from her? What if we took her to court? What if we were judging her, right? She was insecure and so was I. And so I think coming to the point where maybe they're not that evil, you know, maybe it isn't all coming from a negative place. Maybe they're scared. Maybe they feel vulnerable. So And maybe the kids are just trying to say something. Maybe the mom is trying to stay relevant. Maybe she just doesn't feel like she has as much of a place in the kids' lives and she's scared. Maybe she's scared the kids are going to like you better than they like her. But it's all coming from insecurity, right? And so I think having some compassion and learning to give a bit of compassion, even if you're so frustrated that you just want to wring this woman's neck, I think it actually helps us more to think about it that maybe maybe it's not as vindictive as we're giving it credit for. So I don't want to ramble anymore because I know I've gone on about this for long enough, but that is my advice. I think it can help if we just shift our mindset and stop being angry because we're a lot of stepmoms are often like, this woman just needs to get over it. She's so angry all the time. She always needs to be involved. And then on the other side, we're also very angry and we're also trying to be involved, you know, just in different ways. So there's some similarity sometimes that we're not seeing. And once we can shift our focus to seeing things a little differently, and I'm not saying to give her the benefit of the doubt and that you're doing anything wrong and maybe she is crazy and maybe everything she's doing is horrible but you dwelling on that and you trying to change that is only hurting you more so it's I'm looking out for you and I don't want you to be going through that and to be trying to it's exhausting you're going to wear yourself out and it's just it's not worth it so that's all I'm going to say about this for this week I am like I said building a program I'm currently looking for three stepmoms. I did send out an email to my email list, but I'm looking for three stepmoms to help me out in finalizing the details of my program. And so I'm going to do that at a heavy discount for uh, four weeks. And then I will add you into the program once it's finalized. So if you are interested in that, shoot me a message on Instagram at the struggling stepmom or send me an email, Brooke Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E, Brooke with an E, 
at strugglingstepmom.com. And if there's still room, I really only have room for three people. So if there is room, then I will let you know and we will get started with some coaching. Um, so that is all from me. Enjoy your Easter weekend and I will talk to you again next Friday. Thanks for listening to this episode of Step Struggles. If you are wanting to discuss what you're struggling with, I do offer step family coaching at strugglingstepmom.com. I'm also always open to chat on Instagram at the struggling stepmom. If you'd like to weigh in on our struggle of the week, give me a follow and watch for the question box in my stories. Thanks again and talk to you guys next Friday.